Welcome to the Salvation Prayer Mission Worldwide Podcast with Bishop K.B. Ransford. The name of the Lord. Exalt Him. Magnify Him. What a God we serve. What a God we acknowledge. We set his name above every other name. Son of the living God. May your name be glorified. May your name be exalted. May your name be magnified. We exalt you Jesus. Come and be glorified. Come and touch life. Show yourself strong than never before. And your name shall be glorified. We thank you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Why don't you clap for the Lamb of God and give the Lord a powerful shout? Hallelujah. Amen. Please sit on top of your enemies. Amen. Amen. I believe you are blessed. We give him praise. All the glory and adoration. I'm going to speak about the sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. In the battle, you need the sword of the spirit. Shout hallelujah. Remember, we delve with the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness. The readiness of the gospel of peace. The shield of faith. The helmet of salvation. And today the sword of the spirit. But there is a second seventh dimension. Which after the sword of the spirit. let God open your eyes there. Shout hallelujah. And cry for the Lamb of God. Take us to our key scripture. Hallelujah. Amen. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So in other words, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. It's not just a sword, but the sword of the spirit is the word of God. So without the word of God, you can never disarm the enemy. Somebody shout hallelujah. It's one of the things I want God to open your eyes. The sword is for defense. And the same sword can be used to attack. Come on, say for defense and attack. 
for defense and attack. Now watch me. We have the sword of the spirit. And we have the ordinary sword. Are you getting the point? But let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 16-17. Hallelujah. Amen. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting. All scriptures is God's breath. So the word of God, the sword of the spirit, that represents the word, is the breath of God. Tell your neighbor is a breath. That is the oxygen. Tell your neighbor that is the oxygen. oxygen. That is the oxygen of God. Oxygen The breath of God. So the sword of the spirit, which is a scripture, is God's breath. And it's useful for teaching. So the sword of the spirit is used to teach. Hallelujah. Number two, rebuking. Number three, correcting. Number four, training in righteousness. So one of the things you need to understand the sword of the spirit which is the breath of God it is there to teach you it is there to correct you it is there to train you into righteousness so in other words it's only the word that can train you into righteousness why don't you shout hallelujah shout hallelujah so when you carry the sword of the spirit that is the breath of God and when you carry the breath of God you carry the sword of the spirit so anything that is dead and you command the sword of the spirit that is the word of God life as you are seated so when you lose oxygen you will die so in the mind of God the scriptures is the breath of God receive it in the name of Jesus receive it in the name of Jesus so anything that doesn't have life the moment you activate the sword of the spirit life comes around again shout hallelujah life will come around your destiny life will come around your glory life will come around your so when you carry the breath of God that is the sword of the spirit it does a lot it will teach you it will correct you it will train you in righteousness shout hallelujah 17 so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped. You see, Yabon, the scriptures it is, is there for you to be what? Thoroughly when, equipped. Oh, 
So without the sword of the spirit, you can never be equipped. What can equip you? It's not the way you pray. What can equip you? Is the sword of the spirit. That is the word of God. Are you getting the revelation? So for you to become a good leader, for you to be equipped, you need the oxygen of God. And the divine oxygen of God, that is the sword of the spirit. So in other words, you can never live your life without the word. If you live a life without the word, you become worldly. Your system will become worldly. But the moment you encounter the scriptures and you run through the scriptures and you take the sword of the spirit as your anchor, you carry God's oxygen. In other words, anything that is dead, when you get close to that thing, that thing is to come back again. It must wake up and resurrect because that is the breath of God. So the reason why many things are not resurrected in our lives is because we have left the source of the spirit. Shout hallelujah. I'm just building a case. I'll take you to the type of source. 2 Corinthians 10. 4 to 5. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the You see, the weapons that you are fighting, the enemy that you are fighting, is not of this world. They are not of this world. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of this world or the weapons of the world. So we have two types of weapons. We have the worldly weapon and the word weapon or the weapon of the world. Are you getting the revelation? Right. Mm. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. They can be strong, but I'm talking about strong, and they are still holding. Something can be strong, but it doesn't mean that thing is holding you. But when we talk about the stronghold, that spirit is strong and is holding you. Shout Jesus. They are what? They have divine power to demolish strongholds. Five. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God 
and we take captive every thought to make it obedient. When I was teaching the helmet of salvation, the Lord opened your eyes over the keys. You see, when you carry the sword of the Spirit, tell your neighbor you are a champion. You see, one of the things you need to understand the one that you are fighting is highly educated about the word. Tell your neighbor, Satan knows the word. When Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he said, For it is written. Who said, For it is written? The devil was able to quote Satan and told Jesus, For it is written. And Jesus also had to say, For it is written. So never take it light that the enemy is not ignorant about the word. They know the word. Tell your neighbor they know the word. So you also need to understand in the battle you need the sword of the spirit that is the word. So you can never go without the word. It's like you can never live without oxygen, without breath. Shout Jesus. Why don't you clap for the Lamb of God? I came to understand there are two types of swords. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, say two types. Come on, say two types. But listen, these two types, we have the eternal sword and the spiritual sword. Listen, they said the sword of the spirit. Tell your neighbor, the sword of the spirit. So this particular sword, it is not a sword that you can just hold. But it's a sword that is invisible that you speak. Are you getting the revelation? Listen, there are three classifications that by blade, different types of swords. We have the double edge, right? And the straight swords. We have the endless and trusting swords. You see that it's edgeless. It doesn't have any edge. Right? And we have the single edge and curved Source. They are single what edged, but they are curved. Can you see? These are swords. So we have the carnal sword, and we have the sword of the spirit. Are you getting the revelation? And I'll take you through the carnal sword. So what you are holding is not just a carnal sword. It's a sword of the spirit. I get in the revelation. Alright, let me allow God to open your eyes. Let's go to Matthew chapter 26 and the verse 47. 
understand that? I want to talk about the carnal sword here. Or the sword for the flesh. Hallelujah. Alright. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. He said, whilst he was still speaking, Judas, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. Come on, say, arrived. Right. With him was a large crowd. With him was a large crowd. With swords and clubs. They were having swords and clubs. These swords were not swords of the spirit. These were eternal swords. Are you getting the mystery here? They were holy swords and clubs. Let's go. Sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. So, in other words, you could see no that the eternal sword is something you can hold. You don't know to It's something you can touch. It's something you can use. Hallelujah. Are you getting the revelation? So when they came or when they arrived they were holding swords and clubs. Hallelujah. Now quickly let's go to John 18.10. I'm talking about the carnal sword. John 18.10 Then Simon Peter Then Simon Peter who had a sword? Who had a sword? It was not a sword of the spirit. It was a sword. So I am talking about the carnal word sword. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, hey. Uh-huh. Drew it and struck the heart. You see, with a eternal sword, you are able to hold it. You are able to touch it. You are able to feel it. And he drew it and struck the high priest's servant, uh-huh. cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Hallelujah. Man. Are you getting the revelation here? here? With a eternal sword. Look at what Peter also did. He handled the eternal sword. It was not the sword of the spirit. Are you getting the revelation? The eternal sword is not the word. The eternal sword is an ordinary sword that you can use to fight. Eternal fights. Shout Jesus. Are you getting some mystery here? I want God to open your eyes about the eternal sword. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to First Kings. First Kings three. We start from the verse 16. I'm still talking about the carnal sword. Right, let's go. Now two prostitutes came to the king and stood before him. One of them said, My Lord, this woman and I live in the same house. I had a baby while she was there with me. 
The third day after my child was born, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was no one in the house but the two of us. During the night, this woman's son died because she lay on him. Oh. So she got up in the middle of the night and took my son from my side while I, I your servant, was asleep. Good. She put him by her breast and put her dead son by my breast. The next morning, I got up to nurse my son and he was dead. But when I looked at him closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't the son I had born. The other woman said, no, the living one is my son, the dead one is yours. Mm. But the first one insisted, no, the dead one is yours, the living one is mine. And so they argued before the king. Mm. The king said, this one says, my son is alive and your son is dead. While that one says, no, your son is dead and mine is alive. Good. Then the king said, bring me a sword. Then the king said, bring me a sword. Then the king said, bring me a sword. That was not the sword of the spirit. That was a carnal sword. Are you getting the revelation? Right, let's go. So ahead. they brought a sword for the king. So we have two types of swords. We have the carnal sword and the sword of the spirit. Now let's get to the sword of the spirit. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is living and active. For the word of God is living and active. The word it is 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 not the sword the word of God is living when you apply the word of God it becomes a living in your life it becomes a living in your career a living in your glory a living in everything you are believing God for the word of God is a living and not just a living but it is active Sometimes you can be a living, but you are not active. Sometimes you can be a living, but you are not active. Are you getting the mystery here? Except for the word of God is living and active. Now look at the revelation here. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It is sharper than any double-edged what? Sword. You remember the camel sword and the classification of the three types of swords. So he said what? Sharper than any double-edged sword. Number one is what? Penetrates, but the cannon swords they don't penetrate. Even what 
to the dividing of your soul and your spirit. The sword of the spirit is able to divide your soul. It's able to get into your spirit. But the carnal sword cannot get there. Are you getting the revelation? So meaning the sword of the spirit is able to get into your soul. Is able to get into your spirit. I am not talking about the sword that Solomon had. I am not talking about the one that Peter had. I am talking about the sword of the spirit that is able to penetrate into your spirit, into your soul. It is a living and it's active. Hallelujah. Man. So in the battle. When you carry the sword of the spirit, you are able to penetrate into the arena of the devil's kingdom. Because your sword of the spirit is not restricted. Shout Jesus. But he said what? Joints. Your joints and your marrow. The sword of the spirit is able to get into your joints. It's able to get into your body. And your marrow, the bone marrow, the sword of the spirit is able to get into your bone marrow. So any sickness in your bone, any sickness in your bone, any sickness in your bone, the sword of the spirit is able to take it away. Are you getting some mystery here? The carnal sword had a limitation. But the sword of the spirit is a double-edged sword. It can cut on the left. It can turn and cut on the right. It can repeat in every angle. It is not one-sided. Somebody shout hallelujah. And that sword that I'm talking about is not just a living sword. That sword is an active sword. I hear it in somebody. It can get into your spirit. It can get into your soul. It can get into your joints. It can get into your marrow. It is a living and active. Somebody shout hallelujah. Are you getting the mystery here? So the sword of the spirit. Look at the function. When Peter had to cut off the ear. Of the guy. It was just the flesh. Hey. Are you getting a mystery here? Even with Solomon. He didn't use it. Hallelujah. Man. It was a reza. And when Peter cut the ear of that guy, the same Jesus, who is the word, who is the breath, was able to pick up that ear. Because the sword of the spirit is able to get into your bone marrow. It's able to get into your bones. So he took the ear and just position it. 
Are you getting the mystery here? Because he's a word. He's the one that created the ear. Lord challenge me. He is the one that carries the rema and the logos of the word. Are you getting the revelation? So he was able to pick the ear and pluck it back. But the one that cuts was not able to do it. That sword was a eternal sword. So he cannot put it back. It takes only the sword of the spirit. That is the word. The word incarnate. How to position it. Are you getting a mystery here? So when you get to battle. The sixth dimension. You need the sword of the spirit. We hope you were blessed by the word of the Lord. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on plus two seven eight three three four seven zero seven four nine. For daily decrees with Bishop, you can follow us on our social media platforms. On Facebook, search for Salvation Prayer Mission Worldwide Miracle Center, and your life will never be the same again.